Last time on Knights of the Roll Table, the party journeyed to a halfling community of Heaven's Breath, where a majority of the population had been missing at a nearby healing potion factory, Heaven's Scent. In order to find the missing Tortle Knight, who has been seen working as a recruiter for the company, the group poses as workers trying to get an interview. After watching an uplifting orientation video and testing their combat prowess against delivery drones, they each go through a psychological profile where a person from their past offers them something they really want. Deidre, Igneous, and Yeni are charmed by the pitch, and now they are poised to defend their ally, Sozeb the Industrious. are in this big throne room with a big stone altar and an iron throne and on this sits who you assume based on his orientation video appearance Sozeb the industrious and he is a halfling wearing a waistcoat he's very cut as we've said before dark trousers tan skin heavy thick eyebrows and a bald shiny head with piercing blue eyes and he says well if y'all aren't going to fall in line, then I'm going to have to ask my new friends here to take care of you. Let's go. So I have initiative for everybody. Um, we are going to start with Igneous, who is fighting to defend the honor of Sozeb, the industrious. You are facing each other. You are basically in a three versus three. Igneous, Deidre, and Yeni on one side facing Flint, Melbin, and Theo on the other side. Next to Sozeb, about 50 feet away from you, is Sozeb in a in his throne, and next to him is Pluon Kendokar, the Tortle Sorcerer, who you came here to find. You talked to briefly a little bit earlier, um, and he's just kind of standing there looking, looking nervous. Igneous, what do you want to do? Probably go attack Flint. If I if I size up my old friend, what am I seeing? You see your old friend, he's he's wearing some heavier armor than, than you know, last time, so he seems a little beefier than before, but he's uh, standing steadfast with uh, with his uh, greatsword, and, I mean, it hasn't been drawn yet. He, he's just kind of looking at you like, uh, uh, Iggy, uh, you all right? In a well-lit area. There are some shadows but they are more on the outside corner, like the outside, the perimeter of the room, about 20 feet away from where you guys are in the center. I will uh, move to a shadow, shadow step to the nearest shadow behind him, and at the same time engage my cloak of camouflage, which he doesn't okay. know about. <laughs> Does he sure. know about it? Wait, I'm going to okay. take that back. Well, no. I'm thinking about he, the legend of the camel well, that attacked the fortress that he might actually know about. That's <laughs> Hold on. I'm I'm going to roll for that. Hold on. I'm going to I'm going to roll oh a intelligence check, a history check to see if he remembers the cloak of camouflage. Let's 
I'm not gonna tell you, but you can you can do what Igneous you want to do. Igneous does not did not recognize the cloak of camouflage under the same circumstances, so he has okay. no idea that other people might recognize it. But he'll go ahead and do that. Engage the camel stealthy ability and just sort of like amble up behind him as a camel and attack attempt to attack him from behind with surprise. So the shadow step okay. would have been the bonus action yeah. he'll have to attack. And what's your what's your movement? I think it's like 40 or something, right? It's just crazy. 45 altogether. 45, yeah. You, you definitely shamble up to him as a camel. Um, he he sees you disappear. And he's like, Iggy, what? And he turns around and there's this camel and he's like, what the heck? You know, he does not recognize it. And he's like, what the? And he's kind of steps back, but he's not sure what to do because all he sees is a camel. And then all of a sudden from this camel illusion comes fists <laughs> and go ahead and attack Ooh, first attack 28 that'll hit roll the 19 second attack 21 that also hits so we're gonna do 10 damage followed by 9 damage 19 altogether all right uh anything else tactically would have been much better just to run up and hit him four times but the camel in the shadow much more on brand nice fun. flavor so, yeah he's about he's about used up engaged when you attack does, it, does does he do you still see the camel or no, this is super i imagine important. the camel illusion <laughs> is foiled once okay the okay. monk attacks yeah, start yeah. happening right. yeah. we'll say the camel when you're not stealth it goes away <laughs> i like the idea of a camel with humanoid <laughs> arms coming out of its illusion <laughs> and it's super just deadpan like <laughs> just, but meanwhile you're just flaming fists are coming out all right yep. that's uh that's igneous um uh, Yenny, you are up. All right. Um, who's taller? Followed uh, by Deidre, sorry. Melvin or Theo? Who's taller? Yeah. Theo. Theo is an orc. Yeah, Yenny's going to go for the tallest guy. All right, so. Yenny, Yenny, a three-foot halfling, yeah. is running up to uh, Theo, <laughs> who is a almost seven-foot tall orc. <laughs> oh, <laughs> um, yeah. With... with Blood axe drawn. Okay, what do you want to do? That's the that's the main thing that concerns me. <laughs> uh, the size well, is not the problem. It's the what what she has. First off, we're gonna uh, enter a rage. Okay. Uh, right from the get go. And um, we're I'm gonna go straight for the knees, honestly. So <laughs> let's roll for that. Wow. Um, it's gonna be the worst shin splints ever. Oh. Uh, nine for the first one. Nine will miss, yeah. Yeah. And... Oh, okay. 18. For the 18 second. will hit. So don't get the first knee, but I get the second. Uh-oh. Uchi. Alright, if I'm counting right, that's 16 damage. Okay, um, that's your turn. Deidre, you are up. Followed by Flint and then Melbin. I've got Melbin, Flint, and Theo that I'm fighting against. That's correct. Yeah. So Flint. Uh, so Melbin is the only one that's currently not engaged with um, a combatant. Okay. Um. All right. I kind of want to try something interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna try my lightning lure cantrip. How far? How far away is he from me? 
10 feet. 10 feet. Perfect. Perfect. So he has to make a strength saving throw, and he has to beat a DC of 16. Who, who's he? Melvin. You. Okay. I'm making sure before I did it. You. So, uh, <laughs> I should have been clearer. It's my fault. What does Deidre say as she throws out the lightning lure? Uh, oh god, what does the guy from Mortal Kombat, Kombat say? Get over here. Get over here. Get over here. <laughs> uh, so so I rolled a natural 20, and also then plus 9. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. No! <laughs> so the, the lightning lore just goes around uh, Melbin's waist, and he just stands there like a, like a rock, and... <laughs> It just kind of looks down like okay. it tickles. All right. Um, how far away is Theo from me? He's about just angle wise, we'll say 12 feet. Okay. I'm going to just, I'm going to kind of throw myself into the middle of the fray. My goal is to be as close. Like if I can get kind of like near Theo and Melbourne and all them, I want to be in striking distance, like within five feet of that. Sure. So basically, if they want to move, they're going to have to leave my range. Yeah, for sure. So you can move in between them. Um, I as want of to right go now. to there. Okay. So Deidre, uh, after you kind of drop your lightning lure and, and then moving over How to- How dare you Yen. make me walk? <laughs> Deidre moves in between uh, a flanking position with Yenny, um, uh, in, with Theo, but also has Melbourne in her, in her range or- you are in his range. Uh, Perfect. How this happens. Uh, next up is Flint. Flint is engaged with Igneous. He is going to... Listen, if you want to fight, that's fine. But I'm not going to let these others get in the way. And he throws down his hand and kind of punches the ground. And you see this long line of uh, kind of uh, phosphorescence kind of start to glow. And then... <laughs> This is, wall is he within of... five feet of me? <laughs> Flint? Yeah. No, no, because you moved uh, over on the other side. Okay, never mind. Uh, he's about 10 feet away. Okay. Um, so this wall of flame bursts up of the ground. It is about... Uh, uh, oh, man. It's about uh, 20 feet wide and about 10 feet high and one foot thick. So it, he casts Wall of Fire and poof, goes up. Um, so I need I need Igneous and let's see. It's Bill. it's Igneous is standing here and their Wall of Fire and then uh, Melbin is in the middle and then Theo. So uh, Igneous and Theo and no, sorry, sorry. Igneous and Melbin, I need you to make a deck save. Oh, ten. Roll the one. Uh, I can do math. Eight. Okay. So, that will fail on both counts. You both take... 23 points of fire damage. Is this a spell? I, it is a spell. I have resistance to spell damage. Okay. I have resistance to fire damage. Okay, so you both you take 11 points of fire damage. Tolerable. Mm -hmm. 
and he, he I think Flint knows that about you Igneous mm-hmm. like he's like well this isn't going to hurt but but it also um, the wall of fire is now cast so what that does essentially is separate um, everyone else from uh, from the two of you so it's like the two of you are now like in your own little private arena <laughs> um, nice alright that's it um, so that's his action and bonus action he's going to he'll cast healing word um, it's to somebody he can see and he can with his fire he's a you know fire phoenix born so fire um, vision yeah I'll say he can see through that so you so Melvin you heal for four hit points <laughs> it's, it's not a lot but it's uh, it's something so alright that's his turn thank you for bearing with me as I'm learning that character and Melvin you are up um, where is Sozeb in all this? Well, like, Sozeb right. is sitting on the throne, watching, kind of sitting sideways with his leg draped over, and Pluon is kind of sitting or standing next to him. How far away is he? He is, what did I say, 50 feet? For okay. you, it'd be 55 feet, because he's 50 feet away from the closest person. All right probably stupid but i'm gonna do what melvin would do uh, <laughs> uh disregarding the fact that deidre will immediately attack him he's going to uh run uh 25 of those feet uh actually 30 of those feet uh towards okay. sozeb all right deidre you get an opportunity to attack uh yeah yeah can i uh i guess i can't use that opportunity to try to restrain him can i it's just got to be a basic attack, huh? Yeah, yeah. that's okay. Check. Just checking. All right. Uh, yeah. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna hit him. That's but a... sneak attack works for it. Sneak attack? Was he the one that I had flanking with Yenny? Uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's Theo. But no, uh, but I did just turn my back on you and run the other way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he would run past you. Oh. So you I'll let I that mean, be up to you if I get my sneak attack bonus. You do get sneak attack damage in the sense that he's still nearby like uh so yeah i mean you so get, can get the extra damage but you're saying not the advantage uh yes it's not double advantage but it's just you get you get sneak attack damage okay well i'm a dirty 20 to hit okay i my ac is 20 i can never remember which way that goes it would be oh. the person rolling so it goes it means to me. you get stabbed real cool. bad that's right. um, it's the one thing she that's... does <laughs> but I do it so well. You've studied, um, you've studied Melbourne's armor um, in, in these kind of seconds that you are sizing him up, and you found a, a joint where it's uh, open, and you are able to stab in there. Okay, so it's going to be a 12 plus my sneak attack is going to be... So I hit him for 34 damage total. Oh, snap! Okay, I am, uh, I am bloody. You gave me sneak attack on this. This is your own dang fault. Good. All right. Excellent. Uh, yeah, so you, you you continue. You get stabbed real bad. Yep. You continue to run. You run up 30. When I get feet. about halfway there, I'm going to misty step the rest of the way. Okay. That's a bonus okay. action. Yep. And I'm going to hit him <laughs> with my hammer. How far is misty step? 30 feet. Okay. So that, that should get me there. Um, yes, it does. Make an attack with disadvantage. You got it. 
Where's my other <sighs> Had to be disadvantaged, didn't it? Natural one. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens. You misty step and then appear in this kind of and I, I want to say when you misty step, like what it's it's with an aura of it says you're surrounded by a silver, silvery mist, and then you teleport. Yeah, we also. I think yours is more of a gold, you know, kind of pal- paladin sure. nature, kind of like, oh, you know, just it's very Melbourne-y. and um, and you you appear mid swing, just like, oh, you know, and, and go down to swing. Uh, right as you, um, right as you get down to swing, um, this. I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. I'm just double checking my 10 million <laughs> auras that I have. There's a, lot, there's a lot happening right now. Yeah. Wisdom save? Mm-hmm. 15. 15. Uh, that's going to fail. So what mm-hmm. happens is you go down to swing and all of a sudden <laughs> you just lock in place and you see your eyes kind of dart to the right Sozeb is just looking at you, just like, hmm. And then you look to the right, and you see Pluon kind of holding his hand out. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm real sorry. <laughs> Can't let you do that. And you are, um, he cast Hold Person, and you are um, paralyzed. Paralyzed. So I assume that that would then take... Uh... Uh, that would prevent my extra attack then. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Cool. So after Melbourne uh, tries to attack Sozeb, he's right there with uh, Pluon who stopped the attack. Uh, now, Theo, you are up, followed by Igneous. I'm going to cast Conjure Woodland Beings. All right, Theo, what you got? All right, I'm conjuring Woodland Beings. Okay. And I'm going to summon two Dryads. Okay. Um, they, I need to roll initiative for them. Do you want them on separate initiative or just both in the same initiative? Uh, they can be on the same one. Yeah, I figured. But you have to name them. <laughs> okay, it's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> it's gonna be um, Fred and Wilma. <laughs> no, they're not gonna be like Dew Slip and <laughs> no nope, Water Plump. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh hi. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's right. That's um, how they talk in this world. The what world. can we do for you? Like, <laughs> what What do you need, buddy? Oh, just wait. Your turn will be at six. Oh, okay. No problem. And... Uh, so they'll go next. I'm going to um, use my Circle of the Shepherd aura and I'm going to summon the spirit of the unicorn to uh, be around me and at least um, yeah at least me and uh, whoever's near me alright and that'll be it for my turn okay so two dryads two dryads Uh, now it's their turn so um, Wilma is going to cast entangle with the goal of entangling uh, Yenny and as many people as possible that is a um, so a what's the range? Foot cube. The range okay, so is ninety feet, and then a twenty-foot cube. All right. So I'll say, because of the wall of fire, um, you 
d- would it go through the wall of fire? Yes, it comes up from the ground. So I guess on either side. Okay, so you can entangle Yenny, Deidre. It ignores yourself, I'm assuming. Uh, and Igneous. And does it affect... Does everybody have to roll for it? Like, including allies? Yes. Um, or is it only enemies? You must exceed a uh, strength saving throw or be restrained. So would Flint, would Flint roll as well? Y- yes, all within it. Okay, so Igneous, Yenny, Deidre, and Flint uh, will all roll strength saving throws. 15. Saves. Yeah. Flint rolled a seven. Fails. Uh-oh. Did you say 14 failed? Uh, f- its spell save is 14. Side so Deidre succeeds. Succeed. 21. And, okay, so the only person that you entangled is your ally. <laughs> well, <laughs> super. And, and, and you don't know yeah. that because there's a big super wall of fire. <laughs> Just like, I hope this did something. <laughs> Flint on the other side and mid mid combat with Igneous, just all of these vines just start crawling up and he's like, hey, hey, what the hey, what the heck, Druid? <laughs> okay, so that happened. Uh, but and they're like, and the the dryads are like, Yeah, that's so good. Nice job, Fred. Oh, thank you so much, Wilma. It's fine. It's what we do. And they're like clap, they kind of do a like a limp clap. It's all watery. <laughs> So Yenny's in front of me on the other side of the wall of fire, yes. right? Yes. Okay. So the other dryad, Fred, is mm-hmm. going to attempt to charm Yenny. Can you charm someone who's been charmed? Yo, dog, I heard you like charms. Jeff, I will remind you that I'm raging, and uh, we just had a discussion. Okay, okay, never mind. You're right, ago. you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Um, I mean, you can you can try. <laughs> You can certainly try. Nope. They're going to just hit you with their uh, club. So they're going to cast Shillelagh, and then they're going to attack uh, Yenny. Come on, baby. Do my dirty work for me. club is just a big selfie stick. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) A 14. Misses. Gosh. Dang these things. And Fred swings with a a vine that's kind of uh, enwrapped around this, this... big stick and, and she's like come on why you gotta be so small gosh that's the dryad's turn it's the top of the round uh igneous um oh actually before that uh sozeb it kind of looks at at um melbin who is who had just kind of made an attack and he's like hmm well, that wasn't uh, the smartest move, but I applaud your enthusiasm. You sure you don't want to work for me? I can't answer. I can't speak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Top of the round. This is round two. Igneous is going to start. Flint is restrained in front of you. What do you want to do? Well, I got a restrained foe. I'm going to hit him a lot with advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my first two attacks. 25. That'll hit. And 28. <laughs> that wasn't even with advantage. Let Josh. me go for crits here. Thanks. Nope. And nope. All right. So that'll be a total of 19 damage for those two. Okay. And we'll flurry of blows. Attack two more times. Oh, that was a crit. Oh. So let's see. I need 
So 10 damage on that crit. One more. Does a 16. Does a 16 hit? Nope, that's it. Not even with advantage. So 16. Uh, 16 will miss. All right. I was going to do Stunning Strike on that last one. I forgot <laughs> to do it in the other ones, but he's already restrained. restrained. That's okay. Oh, not cool, man. <laughs> Join the greatness of Sozeb. <laughs> Heaven you're, sends the way to go. So what I'll say is like, you're, st- shipping. you're still, you're still you. Like you still have, you're not like completely like a mindless zombie. You're kind of like what Pluon is. Like you, you're aware that you're, you're, you're aware that you're kind of under the influence. It's, it's weird. It's like, you're like, oh, I, I shouldn't, I don't want to do this, but like, I, 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 I need what he's offering me. Like you're to the mm-hmm. point where you're willing to stop anyone for the cause of what he's going to give you. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of where it is. So you you don't want to fight your friends, but you're like, but he said, well, I gotta fight these these friends because. Listen, man, I gotta do this. Yeah. Chris, you have perfectly summed up consumer capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it is. So um, next up is actually next up is Pluon, uh, who is now in initiative. Um, he is he's right in front of Melbourne. Uh, he is going to let's see, he's concentrating on old person. So what can I do here? Um, what class is um, our our turtle friend? He's a sorcerer. Pluon is going to look at the others fighting, and he's gonna he's going to say, "Um, uh, I'm real real sorry about this, guys." Uh, and he's gonna kind of like twist his fingers and kind of make a fist with his little turtle fist. Um, and in the area where Deidre and Yenny and Theo is and the dryads I, I suppose um, I need uh, all of them to make an intelligence saving throw Melbourne is, Melbourne is far enough away you don't get his bonus 13 13 that's a fail 10 for Yanni 10 is a fail right, Theo got a 10 Okay, that's a fail. And then the dryads? Ugh. Ugh. Both failed. Both failed? Okay. Yeah. All right. Four. Fours for both of them. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. So, I think we're in a heap, heap of trouble, y'all. Um, oh, gosh. Um, so all of you, including the dryads, take 32 points of psychic damage. Uh, in your minds, you just feel this and it's this crushing noise and um, terrible kind of, um, you know, muffled hissing. And uh, it's like your brain is being crushed. Um, And for the next minute, you have these muddled thoughts and um, any attack roll or ability check, you have to roll a d6 and subtract from your uh, roll. What was the total amount of damage? 32. 32, woof. Synaptic static. And that didn't require concentration? Jeez. It was instantaneous. 
Wow. It's a fifth level spell, so that's what I was like, well, nice. we're going to go with that. Uh, both of the dryads um, you can You can make an intelligence save at the end of your turn, uh, which would end the effect, so at the end of at the end of your next turn, you can make an intelligence saving throw. I'm just telling you that so it so you guys help can help me remember. Uh, both of the dryads uh, disappear; they are okay. unsummoned, and okay. uh, Theo falls to the ground. Oh, Theo is out. Theo falls unconscious. It's that knee shot. That knee shot took him down. Yeah, that it, knee. That it, knee chop. Yeah. No, no joke. Uh, that's Pluon's turn. Yenny, you are up. Theo is down. Aww. Uh, Melbin is your nearest combatant, uh, unless you want to jump through the fire, which you nah, he's good. You might. <laughs> um, and Melbin is paralyzed. <laughs> I mean, let's let's. I'm a hundred percent screwed now. Uh. Yeah. Well, uh, let, well uh, we had a good run there, uh, Melbin. <laughs> Let's let's keep going for knees. I want to stay okay. below the belt. Uh, it is fifty feet away. Oh, so what's, okay. what's your speed? Oh, jeez. Um, I mean, you could you could use your dash and just get there, but you wouldn't. I don't think you'd have an attack. But. Yeah, my speed's uh, thirty-five, so I can get myself pretty close. But you yeah, can I get probably... so you'd be about twenty feet away, mm -hmm. just with your regular movement. It's still not close enough for either the whip or the the axe attack, though. Uh -huh. Um, but if I dashed, could I just go for like a tackle and try and get him on the ground? You could dash and reach him, and just run into him. <laughs> okay. You could just knock into him, but just he would fall. He would fall right on top of your your boss. Your your, your uh the person that you're trying to fight for. Um. So I mean, Yenny is raging, so sure, she's sure. definitely clear on the fight these people part, but probably not yeah. as clear on a don't hurt so Zeb part. Okay, so I'll leave it up to you. Uh, yeah, let me go for it. Do we want to call this a stunt? Do we just want to call it a, we'll a call dash? It a stunt. Okay, we'll call it a stunt. Right. Ooh, so you're going to dash, and that means I w I'll have you roll a uh, it is Melbourne, so let's let's do a strength contest. Um, so you roll a strength check, and then mm -hmm. Melbourne, you are going to roll a strength save with disadvantage. I, I automatically fail that because I am paralyzed. But add your bonus, right? It says I automatically fail strength saving oh, throws. sure. <laughs> Dexterity and, and strength saving throws are automatically failed when you're paralyzed. You're, that is <laughs> correct. <laughs> paralyzed is like a major impediment compared yeah, to like most of the other things. It, it prevents you from yep. doing pretty much everything. Yep. Yep. Uh, so at, at the end of your turn, Melbourne, you can also make a wisdom saving throw. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what you're waiting for. All right. So you run into him. Uh, he falls. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to roll to see what direction he goes in, actually, just to see like what happens here. North, Ooh, south, east, or west? Which way will you fall? Pretty much. Uh, okay, so because Melbourne is in a, a battle stance with kind of like the left foot forward, kind of mid-swing, right? So you knock into him, and he kind of goes on his left foot sideways, like oh, give us a give us a falling. 
I can't. I can't talk. <laughs> you can make noises. I, okay. I, I, I'm gonna say like. We'll do that. You're like. Ah! You're like Clunk. <laughs> right. Yeah. So okay, you fall down. Um, and just poof. you don't take any damage. It's it's you just you just fall down. It it hurts. And you see, and you just kind of know Yenny's like, <laughs> you just kind of stand. So am, I, am I prone now, too, on top of You're, being prone? Yeah, now you are prone. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> So good. Okay. Oh, this is amazing. I love it. Deidre, you are. Yeah. So really, so Theo's down. Theo's uh, unconscious. Uh, Melvin is paralyzed and prone. Igneous, you don't know because he's on the side of a wall of fire. Isn't Igneous on our side? Oh, sorry, sorry. Igneous is on your side. Uh, Flint, 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 and Igneous are are on a ten foot tall wall of fire on the other side. So, so just... I mean, I I'm not above taking the easy shot. I think I'm gonna hit Melvin, but I'm but I'm currently I'm I'm. You're fifty I'm feet under, away, but so I'm under Flint's can... thing. You're under uh you're under Pluon's. Synaptic static. Sorry. So that uh, does that impact my movement? No. Uh, well, let me let me double check. Hold on. It doesn't say anything about movement, so you you can still move. You're you just have the worst internal headache. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna use my bonus action to dash to Melbourne. Okay. Um, and then I'm gonna stab him. What's your you movement have advantage? Uh, my movement is uh, 30 feet. Okay, so with your bonus action to dash and your regular movement, so you, you make it to him. All right. And then and since I'm paralyzed, since you have advantage to attack. Yeah, yep. so since he's paralyzed, which is helpful. Um, and you have sneak attack. So and prone, for that matter. Both of those give you advantage. 25... <laughs> Um, and 26 to hit, so that'd be 26 to hit, but minus a d6, so minus 6, so that's going to be a dirty 20 to hit. Still hits, because I'm still AC 20, and you still rolled. <laughs> okay, so then... You and your dirty uh, 20s are killing me. <laughs> sorry, I hit, I hit hard, so that's 7 plus... So I hit him for 28 points. I'm still alive. Mm. <laughs> I'm not quite dead. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> Why won't you die? I would answer, but I can't speak. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to hurt you, but you're making me do this. Why are you making me do this? Does that end your turn, Deidre? Think of the savings and the convenience. Oh, Deidre, make a intelligence saving throw again. Oh, yeah. Um... Uh... 24. That will succeed. So yeah. your synaptic static uh, goes I off. pull a Taylor Swift and I shake it off! Shake it off! Hoo-hoo-hoo! You kind of look at uh, Pluon. He's like, uh, uh, Sorry. This is not going to go over well at the company picnic. <laughs> Alright. It's Flint's turn. Um, he is still... Oh, wait. Hold on. Is there a with when the dryads went away? Did the entanglement went away, or is there or is there a uh, does he get to make a save? Uh, I would assume they also go away. I assume that's a um, 
It's a concentration spell, so yeah, it goes away. Okay, so he is no longer restrained. Correct. Um, <laughs> I think Zach just said, damn. <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, but... Um, so, Flint... That's good for the good for the good guys, the unenthralled. Flint is no longer restrained, Zach. No problem. Does a 24 hit? Yes. Uh, 22. Uh, well, he'd like to use Warding Flare to impose disadvantage. <laughs> All right. Bright All right. flash of light in his face. Uh, 20. Still hits. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to add Pyre Smite. Oh, dear. Which is a blue flame. It is not. It is not fire damage. It is uh, blue fire. Paladin damage. It is a uh, smite damage. So he's gonna add that to the damage. So let me get higher smite. Higher smite. So I homebrewed it. Yeah. Phoenix oh, okay. <laughs> I found something that was like he gets six of these. So, uh, so let's see. Hmm. Uh. 20. So 42. Oh, oh. 42. Uh, so 22 points of slashing damage with a greatsword, and then 20 points of uh, smite. Uh, what is that? Radiant. Radiant, damage. Radiant probably. Okay. All right. So 42 damage. <laughs> That's his action. <laughs> He's like, okay, we're not messing around then. He is going to cast Healing Word on Theo for one point. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, what? You get you get one point. You you come back to life. Okay. Crappy, uh, crappy That's the most one. important one point. You know, honestly. He's like, you gotta come. You gotta wake up, mate. You gotta heal us. Four minutes. Okay. Melbourne. I will go for my wisdom save. You're looking to be a 16. Okay. Nope. <laughs> Even with your... Four. What'd you roll? I rolled a four. So I got a 14. <laughs> oh. uh, Melbourne is still paralyzed. That's Melbourne's turn. Um, Sozeb puts his hands up and says... I think I've proven my point, and uh, if y'all want to call this, I will. I will call off my my friends, uh, my, my uh, new newly acquainted associates, my business partners. We can make this work. All I'm asking you to do is work for me. And uh, and then it goes to uh, Theo, who is now awake, with one point. The smoking husk of Igneous that just took 42 damage is like, yeah, you should listen to him. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of good ideas he can put into work. He's working on a spaceship, all sorts of good stuff. We should do that. Spaceship. <laughs> cast minor image anytime you want. <laughs> all right, I'm going to cast... Uh, cure wounds on me as a level four spell. Okay. Because that's better than the mass one. So I'm going to get um, 4d8 plus my spell. I'm assuming your unicorn went away when you went unconscious? Yeah, and I can't 
do it until I I can't do it again until I get a, uh, right. a short rest. Yeah. Short rest. Okay. So it's two, five, five, twelve, thirteen plus my spell. Wait, plus my spell bonus. Four, so 16, so I heal for 16, which is oh, just not very much. Uh, and then I'm going to, um, oh boy, gonna have to. You're you're not surrounded by anybody, because Yenny and Deidre both went up to Melbourne. So you have those two, your ally Melbourne, Pluon, Sozeb, all in the same area, and then a big wall of fire on your left. <laughs> Okay, then I'm gonna uh, walk that direction. I'll use my speed to get closer within, yeah, within maybe 20 feet of there. Okay. And that's gonna be it. I'll okay. cast uh, Shillelagh. Okay, Shillelagh is up. Excellent. Um, I'm a big, I'm a big warm-up character. It takes me several turns to get, yeah, to where <laughs> I got, I got a big, All right. I got a big. Uh, speed I know you up. got. What's that called? Uh, wind up. Wind up. Got a big yeah. wind up. Uh, Pluon looks to Sozab and uh, he's like, should, should, I, should we stop? I mean, uh, maybe they'll maybe they'll be okay. They just need to go through another orientation or... And he's like, no, no, let's see how this plays out. I'm, I'm interested in this. <laughs> uh, Yenny, it's your turn. Or sorry, Igneous. It's your turn. I guess Theo should probably say something like, uh, oh no, I think we're just going to kill you and take our friends back. <laughs> Even though he's the only person standing. And Flint. And Flint, but he's gone behind a firewall. <laughs> just a firewall. On the other side of the firewall, Igneous is going to hit Flint a lot and attempt stunning strike each time. So, first attack, 28. Eight damage. Nope. All right, that'll hit. So eight damage and a DC 15 con save for not being stunned. Oh, he rolled a nat one. Oh, mm -hmm. he's stunned. That means attacks have advantage. And he like can't move and stuff. So yep. I'm gonna hit him That's a bunch more times now. That's true. Next attack with advantage 15. That's a miss, right? That'll miss. So now like, we're gonna. <laughs> oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> flurry of blows. Oh, yep. 16 again? Are you kidding me? Come on. Miss. Last attack, critical hit, 29. Ooh. Now we're talking. <laughs> That'll hit. And that's gonna be 15 damage. There's something as you're making that punch. Um, you're making the punches, and and you're like. Oh, I'm sorry, man. You know, and you're just kind of like he's my friend, but then you kind of get close and you pull it. You pull it a little bit. You're pulling mm. your punches a little bit. Then you're like, nah. And then you're <laughs> like, no, no. He, this guy, Sozeb, he can get me. He can get me what I want. Mm. He can get me my, my, my freedom. He can get me my family. Like he can, you know. Your freedom. I can belong. Yeah. So, and then you just punch him. So, what's the total? It was 15, and what was the first one? Eight, I think. So Eight. twenty-three okay. altogether. Twenty-three. All right. You, uh, he. Uh, uh, you're gonna pay for that, mate. And he's stunned. And he's stunned. All right. 
So Pluon is waiting for Sozeb. He's not going to do anything. Uh, Yanni, you are up. You're right in front of Melbourne. Raging. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the ground, to... so I'm a lot closer to you than usual. Yep. I'm just going to, uh, you know, splay out my legs in a squat uh, and go right for the chest. Like I was Ooh. chopping wood. And you okay. get advantage Attack. on this. Attack with advantage. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, <laughs> is a 25 good hit? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Let me get my extra dice. <laughs> How does instant death work? I forget. How much does he have to hit me? <laughs> he'd have it to, has to be double to... your hit points. Yeah, he'd okay, have to go I'll be fine. over the amount of hit points. <laughs> that, I have 108 hit points total. But so. if you're unconscious and he, and he attacks you, then it's two death saving throws. Failed. Oh. Hopefully they don't do that. <laughs> oh, it's not too bad. 16. I'm still up. That's my boy. All right, two Is it just one left. attack, Yanni, or do you have another uh, attack? Well, no, I have another attack, so here it goes. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, no. no. Chop, chop. <laughs> All right, and this one... Yeah. Oh, 17 to hit. That doesn't oh, hit. That doesn't <gasps> hit. Wow. So you managed to hit a crossbeam of... Uh, so never mind. Never mind. <laughs> um, so as, as Yenny goes to attack, you hit down and you hit an area of the armor that's a little stronger. And it just... Boom, ah, uh, and Melvin's kind of like a little twinkle of your <laughs> teeth. You know, <laughs> just kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, as it fails to purchase and you're still alive. Um, Deidre, you are up. Yeah, by I'm gonna I'm gonna end this shenanigannery. Yep. <laughs> and stab him in the eye. Almost stab stab stabbins. Uh so let's see. Uh twenty-two, we'll re-roll that real quick. Um so yeah, it's... twenty-two to hit. Yep. Well, just to see if I get the crit. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. And then that's going to be a 7 plus 16. All right, I'm out. So that's going to be 30 something. Okay. No, that's wrong. 20 something. And what do you say to Melvin with the killing blow? <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> Deidre reaches her dagger um, through the armor. Melvin, Melvin takes. Kind of a last breath and is unconscious. Hey there, it's time for some announcements. This is Chris Daly, your DM for season five and your Quagoth of quarantine. Yes, it's 2022 and we're still recording remotely and we're making the best of it. So, on every episode this season, I've been mentioning tools that are great to use for DMs and for players. Today, I'm going to mention D&D Beyond Discord. That's right, the Discord for D&D Beyond. We might talk about D&D Beyond in a separate episode. But the, the Discord of D&D Beyond in particular, I like to point out, especially to new players or existing players that just need a little help reaching out to the community. In today's times where 
we're not able to meet in person and sometimes you just need somebody to bounce ideas off of. Uh, this is a good one to start with. If you're a new player, there is a specific section uh, of the Discord where you can do, go to looking for players or looking for DM. So maybe you're a group and you need somebody to run your game. There's a looking for DM section. You can uh, explain what kind of game you're looking for, what kind of adventures you want to go for. Or maybe you're just looking for other players that want to start a group. This is a place to go. There's also a bunch of channels where you can ask questions about rules. You can ask questions about D&D in general. You can show your character builds. You can show your character art. You can advertise your show if you have a podcast. Uh, you can just talk with fans about whatever. You can talk about live play D&D games that are popular. So now there's a lot of Discord channels out there. I just mentioned this one because there's so many people on it and it's a good place to start. And maybe from here you can jump onto another one. Of course, you should definitely check out the Roll Table Discord, which is free, and you can always uh, jump in with other Roll Table fans as well. But D&D Beyond is a great place to start and um, it is a good place to meet other fans and people that are looking for games to play. The only other thing I'm going to talk about this episode is that we hit 100 episodes recently. Oh my gosh, this is a crazy, crazy milestone. And it doesn't seem that long ago that we started this little adventure in a recording studio. Uh, so to celebrate this milestone, we wanted to do a little something to give back to some of you. We're having a contest on our social medias uh, on Twitter and Instagram. So if you head on over to at Roll Table, you can find the contest post and follow the instructions to enter. We've got some cool swag. There's some plushies, a D&D book, all to say thanks. Thanks to you for listening. And honestly, thanks for sticking around this long. We love doing the show. We will continue making the show until we basically finish the story that we're telling. And and um, uh, it's, it's, it's really fun. It's been fun to make. And um, I love producing it with all the sounds and everything. So, and of, of course, if you don't like it or if you have feedback or you think there's other things we could be doing differently or better uh let us know uh, drop us a line drop us some feedback we love reading feedback we love reading email even though we hardly ever get any <laughs> um and uh but we definitely like interacting with people we like interacting with our our listeners in the discord uh so definitely reach out and if you have time to leave a review on apple podcasts or spotify or any of the uh, podcast channels you listen to this on, please do uh, leave us a review and we will definitely read it out. And there are some new reviews. Thank you guys for listening, uh, for leaving some reviews recently. I, I noticed those, so I appreciate those. We know we are not the only tabletop RPG D&D actual play podcast out there. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being part of the community. And finally, don't forget to go out and make life an adventure. You hear Sozeb look at Deidre and says, "You are quite something. You're going to be a you're going to be a top performer, uh, exceeding expectations. Nice job there." Yes, I've always excelled in everything I've applied myself to. Are we done I, here? Because I think I'll, these people are going to need medical attention. Well, I think what we'll do is, um, if you can just head over through the fire there, um, just jump right through that fire. There's probably uh, one of your allies needs a uh, needs a little help taking care of that last uh, fellow. Isn't Theo still up? Oh yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, that that tall, uh, tall greenish fellow. Um, you can take care of him. Next. Uh, so now it's uh, Flint's turn. 
Uh, Flint, who is paralyzed, is not going to do anything. Or is, uh, sorry, stunned. Um, he can't do anything while he's stunned, so that's his turn. Uh, Melbin, make a death saving throw. Uh, what is that, a constitution saving throw? No, it's just, it's just a d20. D20? 17? That's a success. You get one, that's one success. If you get three successes, you will come back not and dead. be stabilized. You're not dead. Cool. If you roll a nat 20, you will come back uh, to zero. It's it's two two successes. If it's a natural one, that's two That's a two failures. All right, then. All right, so you have one success. Uh, next up is Theo. Um, You're about 20 feet away from the rest. Melbourne just went down. What class do I think... Um, so Zeb. No class at all. <laughs> yeah, he has, he, has, he has a lot of class. He's very, he's very cut. Um, what? He's very cut. Uh, it's You're really I, are drilling you, are down you, on his, his being cut there, Chris. <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, he's wearing Tell like more a, about that. He's wearing like some very fitted clothes. And, yeah. Um, are you asking like as Jeff, like you're asking what if you know as Theo what what abilities he has? I'm trying to metagame so that we win. Sure. Okay, so I will say Theo... <laughs> sure, okay, that's fine. So Theo's trying to figure out what, based on what he's done so far and the um, mental acuity that you guys went through and the illusions that have happened, you, you get the sense that this person is very um, linked with the arcane. Um, it's not in the same realm of, of um, nature-based arcane abilities and it doesn't seem like it's more divine in fact it seems the opposite of divine you've, you've seen Melbourne do divine arts and this seems similar but it's on a whole different level it's darker it's deeper it's mind based it's manipulative and uh, that's that's what you get so he's, he's a powerful caster for sure Theo's going to, once again, conjure woodland beings. Mm -hmm. But this time, instead of horrible dryads, <laughs> I'm going to summon eight pixies. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cool. With individual names and personalities. Pixie. Trixie. <laughs> Nixie. Dixie. Wixie. Mixie. Nixie. <laughs> Steven and <laughs> and uh, uh, Zixi. Wait, is one of them named XX Pixie? Bloody Picks? Uh, I rolled a fifteen for their um, initiative. Yeah, that's that's my um. All right, so top of the round, Igneous. It is your turn. Gonna wallop on my friend till he goes down. Hmm. Go for it. He's still stunned. That's a 22. Yep. Uh, uh, I'll stunning strike him again. 15 DC saving throw. Is that con save? Yep. Ooh, 22. Ooh, success. But 9 damage. Another attack is a miss with 16. 
Another attack is... Well, he's stunning strike, right? So that would be one attack that misses with a 16 and a 13 roll. And then we'll flurry of blows. That's another crit! Oh, jeez. That's going to be 12 damage. And roll another stunning strike. Igneous takes no prisoners. He rolled a uh, five. He's re-stunned. Still stunned. Okay. Give Igneous a job and he gets it done. I forgot all the damage. Did you write that down? I, I got I got the damage. Yep. Okay. So just he's just standing there, poof, 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 taking hit after hit. Um, well, last attack's a 22, and that's going to be eight more damage. Okay. Uh, Flint is not looking too good. Um, he's just, he's, he's just, Igneous, what are you doing? You can fight this. You're better than this. Think of what Sindel would say. Oh, Sindel. Igneous, make a wisdom saving throw. Sindel. Wisdom saving throw. Ooh, eight. <laughs> You're like, oh man, that that would be bad. That that's, nope, nope. I got I I gotta do this for the company. I got I got benefits. I got, I got dental. I got medical. Like, uh, <laughs> so much good. That was a one. Yeah. I rolled a one plus seven. Oh. Not wise. Not feeling wise right now. There's a little crack. There's a little mm. something. All right. Um. Next up, Pluon is holding fast. Um. Uh. Yenny. It is your turn. All right. So Melbourne's out, right? Melbourne is out. Um, Theo is behind you, and there are eight pixies. Uh, I guess are the pixies. Are the pixies? Yeah. Are the pixies all around them? Is there like a distance where you're able to cast them like all around the the others? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna cast them kind of up in the uh, air. Okay, so there's lots of pixies flying around you, up in the air. Hmm. Are they within 10 feet? Uh, yeah. They, they're 11 feet away. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll stand on my tippy toes. <laughs> you are raging, so you might still go for it. Like, That's true. I'll, I'll you're, just you're, jump on top of uh, Melbourne's Your depth chest. perception That'll is, give is the extra crap right now. So. <laughs> You're like, ah! Oh, you restart his heart when you do that, and he comes back. Nice. To <laughs> Jump off a of Melbourne and get a good two feet up and uh, make an attack. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action to uh, release my oh. uh, my whip. Yes. And then I'm going to I'm going to whip up some pixies real quick. OK. Because what's the range on that? Ten feet? Ten feet, indeed. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you could hit him. Yeah, like a ten. Is that going to hit? Misses. Uh, It misses, yeah. AC's 15, right, Jeff? Yep. Yep. Got it. Well, that's attack number one. And here comes number two. (laughs) Miss me. Oh, nice. 16? 16. Hit me, hit me. Yeah. <laughs> which, which one do I get? Is it Steve or one of the other ones? It's your choice. Uh, it's Trixie. <laughs> oh, no, Trixie. All right. Let's see. Jeff, what's the pixie hit point? 
It is one. One, yeah. So you just yeah. uh, <laughs> Trixie just goes poof. He just explode. <laughs> in a in a green puff of of glitter just, and smoke. Yeah, just a bunch of glitter falls on the ground. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're covered in glitter. And and it's all over the axe. It's just Oh no. You hear the axe like, ah man, what what is what is this? What what are you covering me in? What is all this shiny stuff? Oh, <laughs> You're looking <gross>. right out. <laughs> right. <laughs> That all of the pixies, all of the other pixies, laugh at the same time. Like, <laughs> We're not real. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, it is the pixies' turn. There are seven of them left. Please make a joint attack. <laughs> Great. Um, Pixie is going yep. to cast Polymorph on Sozeb. Oh snap! Yes. Wow. Help okay. Me. Yes. All right. Um, what? He has to make us a thing? Uh, he has to make a wisdom saving throw. It's a six. Plus one is a seven. It fails. Uh, hold on. Let me oh. make a okay. concentra- um, concentration check to see something here. Okay. What does he turn into? Let's do this first. He's going to turn into um, uh, a big fat hedgehog, like that's so fat it can't like scurry away real fast. <laughs> An obese fast. hedgehog. Yeah, An really uncut. <laughs> An uncut <Yeah>. hedgehog. <laughs> Chronic the hedgehog. <laughs> 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 Sounds like a Kevin Smith character. I know, I know. <laughs> chronically obese the hedgehog um (laughs) all right so here's what happens sozeb turns into a hedgehog and and he kind of looks as a hedgehog kind of surprised for a second in this moment a few things happen igneous yeni deidre you snap out of your trance oh oh, sorry (laughs) i believe i've Stabbed uh, Melvin a lot. Pluon also looks at you and says, "Oh, this is bad. Oh my gosh, what? Oh, we have to go." And at least I was on the right track with attacking Zosab. That is uh, what happens. Um, That's the first Pixie's turn. Seven, Seven more, more hedgehogs. Turns. <laughs> hedgehog, chicken, hedgehog, fat bear, Any fat chicken, ed- fat ed- goat. <laughs> yeah, at this point, there's no other enemies, right? Just Sozeb and just the and, Sozeb. Uh, and I mean, they Pluon technically hurt all of them, but so it uh, make a make an Arcana check, Jeff, to see if you notice the change. What happened? Seven. Okay. Um, the fairies, being Fey and Chaotic, are going to continue to do what they think you've instructed them to do. So they they might do something to Pluon, seeing him as an enemy. And also Deidre and also Yenny. Okay. Nixie's going to cast Polymorph on um, Pluon. <laughs> okay. Uh, it, it's a cur- sorry uh, wisdom. Wisdom, 
Wisdom save. That's 18. That saves. Okay. Dixie's going to try and uh, cast Polymorph on Pluon. Oh, God. Seven. <laughs> Fails. They're going to turn into a, a big fat squirrel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you see Pluon just go, oh, I don't think <laughs> And he is a squirrel. Dixie is going to cast Polymorph on um, Yenny. It's <laughs> a wisdom save, Yenny. All right. Ooh, 19. That saves. Mixie's going to cast Polymorph on Yenny. <laughs> Eight pixies wow. is OP, man. <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, counterpoint, oh. they only have one hit point. But also, they can all cast Polymorph. I, so shortly after building this character, I found this combination here. Yeah. And I've been saving it for a time when we were really up a creek. I mean, no kidding. <laughs> I, I think it's, um, yeah, I, it's not something I plan to use very often. Holy uh, I rolled a one, but <laughs> I am lucky. So I get to re-roll a one once. Oh. Yes. Okay. The dice is getting worse. <laughs> How about a two? Get up and one, baby. This is good. You turn into a big fat beaver. <laughs> An angry beaver, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh Chewing on Melvin. <laughs> Steve is going to cast Polymorph on Deidre. Pure chaos. Deidre, make a wisdom, uh, wisdom saving throw. throw. Ooh, that's a 21. Ooh, that saves. Zixie's going to cast Polymorph on you. <laughs> that's a six. <laughs> All right. Uh, you turn into a um, a big <laughs> a big fat um, chipmunk. <laughs> okay, so hold on. Let's let's review. So we have, <laughs> and then they all they all turn invisible. Go, <laughs> hedgehog, a squirrel, uh, a uh, a beaver, beaver, and a chipmunk, and they're all mm -hmm. fat. They're all they're yeah. all big. Yeah, Round, like so much so impedes their like you know the, to, that the, you know those YouTube videos that there was an animation called Rolling Wild and they're all these these big round <laughs> uh, animals and they just like bounce everywhere. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. It's kind of like that. They're just so like, little like it's, arms it's, and legs, like not quite able to reach. Yeah, the yeah, ground. they're yeah. spherical and they're just like <laughs> and they just start rolling. <laughs> They're, they're the animals from all the physics problems where they're spherical squirrel or whatever. Yeah, yeah like exactly. Um, also, uh, point of order. Something I didn't do before when Igneous punched uh, Flint a bunch of times, uh, Flint had to make a concentration check several times on his wall of fire. Um, it it Ooh. he failed <laughs> after the third ah. time. So I did I did not do that. So um, so also the wall of fire went down. I don't know if that makes a difference. If you have any fairies or pixies left, but um, <laughs> but uh, so you can all see. Igneous. The wall of fire goes down, and Igneous is like, I feel bad. What the? There's a beaver? And the, what's a chipmunk? Yeah. And what happened? Yeah. 
and Melbourne is dead. Like there's there's this is there's a scene where it's woodland animals, a bunch of no pixies. Theo's just standing there, and Melbourne is dead. There's a beef. There's a fat beaver on my back. Help! The beaver killed him. Need help. That's what you see. <laughs> What's going on with all these obese rodents? What happened over here? Don't worry about it. You got it. We were just punching each other on the on the side of the firewall. Oh help me, help me with, um, help me with Melvin. So, and I'll, all right, do all they, right. When somebody's polymorph, do they get a save? Uh, just remind me. Um, the target assumes. Okay, let's see. Transformation lasts for the duration. Which is one hour. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they're they are woodland creatures. All right. Before any role play can occur post battle, we just have to sit <laughs> one hour with the beaver. The... I'm a chipmunk. Continue. So, yeah. Okay. So essentially, I mean, it is concentration though. So like, what if when the pixies disappear? If they do, the thing would go they're away. just invisible. They're still there. No, I know. I, I just meant like if they get unconjured or whatever. Sure, I would, sure, I sure. Would go away. Are we out of uh, initiative for the for the purposes of this? <laughs> we are out of initiative. Um, Theo okay. has essentially ended with a barrage of polymorph from pixies. Uh, it's it's done. Suddenly they all uh, come out of invisibility and they start heading towards um, Igneous. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. No, it's, 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 he's okay now. He's okay. And so they all they go, oh, darn it. <laughs> and so um, uh, Theo's going to run over to uh, Melvin. You gotta... I will healing word Melvin. I can't move. Igneous, are you back to normal? Just hang on a minute. I... Four points of healing for Melvin. Was I at? I don't know if I can undo a stunning strike, but it's only a turn, so he'd probably pop. Was out I of technically it. at zero hit points when I get knocked out? Not the negative yeah. twenty-eight that no, it would no, have no, been. It's not negative. Yeah, it's zero. Just zero. So yeah. you heal for five, four points. Ow! What is go? What? Why are there fat creatures on me? That's what at I this said. Point um, from the side of the chamber, these doors open. And you see, bathed in, in light, um, kind of backlit, um, all of these figures. And they're just kind of standing there. And they come forward and they're like, where, where are we? What's happening? What's going on? Hey, where, where's Sozeb? Where, where's that? Where, where is everyone? And, and they kind of start walking forward through the door and they're all looking around um, a, a bit perplexed and you see all of these halflings um, various ages females, males um, they're in tattered clothing uh, they're not bound or anything they're, some of them are holding boxes still they're, they're holding little like bottles of healing potions and things like that um, they're, they're just kind of looking around they look at you, they look at all the animals and they're like what is going on Like, what's, what's happening here um uh, they're just all these halflings, about about thirty of them. Uh, well, it's okay. We've taken care of Sozeb. Uh, he won't be brainwashing you anymore. You've all been under a spell. 
uh, that he cast, but we have stopped him now. So we should, you should all return home. Does, we, we can go back, we can go back to our town. Uh, we can go back to yes, Heaven's Yes, your breath. families, everybody's waiting for you, uh, so you should head over there. We just saw them a little bit ago. They're waiting for you. Oh, this is wonderful. Thank you. How can we thank you? And uh, one of one of them, an older gentleman, uh, comes up, kind of graying temples, uh, comes up to you and says, "Thank you so much. Um, we we really appreciate it. Uh, how can we contact you if we need your help again? What what if another one of his kind comes back? I don't I don't know uh, exactly um, what the best way to contact us." Uh, would be, uh, but we're looking out for you. Unions! Yes, you would need to start a union right away. I have the paperwork. We'll get that started. The best way is to protect yourself. And and uh, at that moment, you see uh, uh, Flint kind of unstun himself. He, he kind of comes out of the stun. Ugh! About time. All right. Sorry about that. We can uh, we'll call that a draw. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have got you yeah, in one more yeah, round, but right. you know. Fine. Yeah, all right. I know you're doing good here, but, I mean, looks like these people might need a little bit of um, restructuring and whatnot, then um, maybe yeah. I could stay here and help them out. I, I, I know how to contact you. I, I can, um, uh, you know, uh, I know where you are. If there's anything that they need, maybe, um, you know, I'll, I'll just help them out for a bit, and then after things seem like we got everything figured out, you know, then... Um, make sure that none of this guy's cronies come in, you know, I mean there's always a board of directors, I mean who knows what's going to happen, so after we get that all sorted out, I'm going to come find you, I'll come back, I'll come back and we can go back to the fire plane, maybe uh, This sounds good, brother I, I think that, that'd be real good, they'd appreciate that. Alright. I'd appreciate that too Sorry for all the punching and the kicking And he's like Yeah, it's alright, put her there and he kind of puts his hand out I'm gonna, I'm gonna take his hand in a handshake and do the like pull him into a hug kind of maneuver. You pull him into a hug and yank him in there, and ah. he kind of really hard kind of slaps you on the back, <laughs> like like he makes an attack. He's t- he's sort of making a fist attack, like you take two points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> it's like, Don't ever do that again, Igneous. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Remember, I outrank you. Uh, we might want to put that. Um, fat squirrel in a cage for when he uh he comes out of it or if you just wanted to smash him now that might be this thing to do isn't so that uh so zeb doesn't come back isn't the squirrel blue on oh i'm sorry what what was the first hedgehog oh yeah keep him we're taking the squirrel the beaver and the chipmunk uh but the hedgehog uh that's uh so zeb so uh we should probably figure out what you want to do if you want to uh, capture him, uh, put him in a cage, or if you want to um, just finish it now. It might be easiest now. There's a, there's a. Well, hold on. So you would know, casting polymorph, that mm-hmm. if if a creature is brought da- back down to zero, it's going to turn back into the original creature. So yes. you probably wouldn't want to kill it because then Sozeb would just come back. Um, one of the halflings says, "We we don't really have any." jails or any place that we can i mean we have a cage we can put a hedgehog in but but if he comes back i mean he he was able to change our minds and 
promise us things that we really wanted. Oh, well, um, I mean, it all makes sense, but I think we need to figure out what to do with, with Sozeb before the spell wears off. Uh, what, maybe we could take him back with us. And- what if we pet him until he's happy? <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it is. He probably just never has felt true love before. Why don't we take all the woodland creatures back with us and uh, sort it out back then? And these halflings can have their their community back, and Flint will help them out. Yeah, we we can we can definitely um, do that. Uh, listen, uh, we don't have much to offer, but we do have all these healing potions that we've made. And um, would you all like some mm-hmm. healing potions? Oh yeah, we're all going to need many of those. Oh, yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, I'm very uh, yes, please. A couple of them head back, and they they kind of gather some stuff. Uh, about about like. A half an hour goes by um, of of you all fuel up on healing potions. We'll say like with with all the healing, there's like a little bit of like just a drinking party and kind of like you're getting to know people and and everybody Yay! everybody heals up. Um, uh, there's no resting, but we'll just say you heal up to full strength. Mm-hmm. Um, well, at least the, the the Theo and Igneous and. Flint. No, I mean, we'll give a little to, you know, we'll feed. <laughs> Still wouldn't matter for a, a little bit. You try to <laughs> yeah. feed the, the woodland stuff. animals except for the hedgehog. And um, uh, how long do the pixies stay stay around? An hour. So every once okay. in a while they fly back and they like <laughs> put somebody to sleep. And then they like come back and they cast you fly on somebody and just they like, just start moving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They come back and they cast dancing lights. <laughs> They cast confusion on somebody. They go wandering Hey, off. Theo, can you stop? Um, listen, I know that these pixies kind of save the day and whatnot, but I mean, with your help, but can you, can you, I mean, we're trying to do good here. Can they, can they stop making the halflings float up in the air and turn them, in, turn them in asleep and everything? Okay, I'll see if I can talk to them. Pixie, Nixie, Dixie, Bixie, Mixie, <laughs> Steve, Zixie. And, they, and one of them says, Trix is no longer with us. <laughs> oh, yes. Still she here. went back. Um, can we? Ha, hey, what's up? <laughs> Steve, I know you're the party guy, but I'm, I'm upside down now. <laughs> Steve, we need to not be doing so much cowabunga-ing all around, okay? Upside down. It's a good time in this town. I'm gonna be up in Okay, no more singing. No more of that. Second most ridiculous Steve on the podcast. <laughs> Let's just be cool for the next hour or so until you until you go back to your plane, okay? Hey, do you want to hear a joke? Yes, <laughs> sure. Yes. Did you hear about uh, the lifetime supply of pasta? No. What about- it was worth every penny. <laughs> oh my god. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to hear another joke? Yes. You know, I, yes, I, friend I, Steve, I think tell more. Okay. Uh. <laughs> As you're talking with halflings, start learning about what, what Sozeb had promised, you, you start uh, they, they were talking about like how he was always appearing the same way. He always wore the same thing. And, and um, he, there was this mention of like Sozeb worshipped this uh, god that was in the orientation video named Thorax the Multitasker, which um, and, and you were like, oh, have you seen this? Uh, you kind of asked him like, oh, no, we never saw him. But like, 
he seemed to have this power and um, it was uh, you know that you kind of the information that you gleaned from all of them is that they they're he, he basically like has the ability to promise promise things like in in dream states and and like by controlling them you know that there's creatures that have the ability to charm and mind control and and do that sort of thing um it doesn't quite sound this seems a little bit more devious and and the fact that they were um you know there's there's something kind of dark uh, that that you sensed earlier theo that there's something else at play here um it's not just uh it, it seems very like from another plane uh, of some kind you're not quite sure it doesn't it didn't feel fey uh, like like it felt in the in the cave on shimmer cross this feels different this feels darker and and you notice as the hour progresses and it gets closer to the hour mark uh the walls around the the, the sort of shimmery corporate office look in a fantasy realm you know style uh start to deteriorate and um start looking like to all of you look look it kind of has this more stone rough hewn you know just kind of basic concrete and mud and um it's it's it was glamoured this whole place made was there are spells that uh, changed the appearance of an entire area and and that was probably an effect that that all of anybody that walked into this place was under is it wasn't really a gleaming white factory it was uh, it was just you know an old factory um i will also say that in your talking with different halflings um you you learned some of them um and and their their wants and whatnot and several of them have uh, were asking if if they had seen other members uh, if they if they've seen other people um like the missing missing family members missing uh you know, siblings, uh, loved ones, you know, that there's some others that uh, were not accounted for. And uh, they're like, uh, we, we, we don't see them here. And there's there's no other, we don't know where they might be. Is it, do you have any idea? Were, were there a lot of, were, a lot, were there a lot of us back in the, in Heaven's Breath? There were still a fair number, but not, not a substantial amount. Did you all want to stay in the building, or are you kind of making your, or are you kind of escorting them back? I think we'd head back. Okay. Yeah. So we'll say like all of this happens. Pick up Rebecca. As you, yeah, you pick up Rebecca on the outside. Uh, you make your way back. It's right close to the edge of the hour. Um, about ten minutes remain of the polymorph. Uh, as you make your way back, um, the people in the town. It's like that scene from. Um, temple of doom like all the kids run in you know like that's it's uh, all these people like see loved ones and and they see them and they run and they embrace and it makes you all feel really good and um and then you're also carrying these woodland animals and the kids that are there are just like ooh, look at this and they start petting <laughs> the squirrel and the now careful hedgehog. very gentle <clears throat> except for the hedgehog who looks really pissed and and obese and just uh, like i don't think the chipmunk super... is very excited about this either chipmunk is not excited it's just kind of Theo's, Theo's definitely gonna have like a little wooden cage or something, okay. Like that, he's gonna have the hedgehog in. One of for sure. one of the carpenters of the town, uh, you kind of inquire, and they they provide that to you freely. They're like, here's here's a Perfect. here's a couple of things. Here's a containment. Um, here's. Do you need something wider? Even the coffin maker is, you know, he comes up. It's like, do you need something like this? And he's like, eh. <laughs> oh, you know, maybe soon we'll need that. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> so uh, ten, there's about ten minutes left, or eight. You know, it's it's getting closer to the end of the hour. What would you all like to do? Well, uh, should we take Soze back to the Knight's headquarters or let him face justice here? I don't know if these people can contain him. They seemed concerned that uh, the same fate would befall them as before. I, uh, listen, uh, I know that you guys are going to go soon, but I I feel like maybe we should un animal your friends just so they can see the good that that you've done here you mind if we just like oh then we'd have to talk to the pixies again melbourne will kick uh the the beaver and squirrel it <laughs> <laughs> just takes the beaver and kicks punts it in the air not, not like a punt just like a just a kick and they killed him <laughs> that's just true yeah okay melvin kind of to the side <laughs> Like, so when no one's looking, just like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just a, you're, are you just like kind of like kicking little, it in place while you're holding it? Yeah, just a okay. tiny drop kick, just to like yeah, look in the I face, mean, you know. So, so. Did chipmunk. you punt the beaver? Oh, sorry, not a squirrel. I'm the beaver. Squirrel was uh, Oh, I definitely punt the beaver. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Um, far. I'm not killing Not even have to roll for it. You <laughs> kick, and then uh, it, it's just beaver into Yenny and then Chipmunk into Deidre who falls flat on her on her backside. <laughs> uh, Yenny gets up and, and you guys you know start pointing out like hey we made it back and, and, and um, everything. Oh Deidre's um, silent treatment. She's obviously not happy about anything that has transpired recently. FYI. Sure. Um, what do y'all want to do? Well, um, I suppose we should uh, get Pluon back. Have, have we, in our polymorph forms, are we aware of what happened? Or is that our just kind of, we were animals? Yeah, so we you're don't aware. Know. Um, I'll say, uh, you know, I mean, I think polymorph, you become the animal. It's not, it's not a, but I'll say just for the sake of narrative, you're caught up. You know, you, you are aware that things are happening and you have a vague recollection of like you were moved from one place to another. So in a strange primal way, you were like, yeah, OK, but but then they, they catch you up kind of quickly on like, hey, we made it back and, and here's everything. So as so that that all takes place as aware as Yeti would be. Got it. Yeah, Should you didn't we... quite pick up on conversations and whatnot, but but you're introduced to members of, uh, you know, what what happened uh, ho- holding the squirrel. Who is Pluon, I believe, right? Yeah. Uh, Melbourne will say, should we bring him back as well? <laughs> well, yeah, he's got to go back, right? That was the whole point. Kind of throws him in We the had room. to find him. <laughs> no, he wouldn't do that. Uh, um, I don't know. Smack him on the head. Just drop him from shoulder height, yeah. <laughs> as you guys are talking about Pluon and the squirrel, like if you're going to smack the squirrel and bring him back, uh, you see this, this uh, woman come up. And she's an older halfling woman, and she comes up to Yenny, and she says, "Excuse me, um, what is your name?" Uh, I'm Yenny. Mm. Were you were you raised by um by a, a, a tribe of orcs? 
Yeah, yeah, the Donks. Well, the Donks were a part right. of the tribe. The Donks, yes. Yes. And, uh, and and next to her, this um, older man with kind of a receding hairline, uh, still has curly hair, rosy cheeks, uh, comes up and he says, Oh, my stars, I think this is her. Um, well, uh, gosh golly, I don't know how to say this, but, um, Yenny, uh, I think you're our daughter. We're your parents. And you kind of, Yenny, you kind of look at both of them, and and you've seen your own reflection a few times, and you, you see... You do see a strange kind of resemblance with the woman, although it's, you know, it's completely foreign because you don't spend a lot of time looking at, at halflings. You kind of see yourself as an honorary orc, you know, but but it's, uh, there is something there. Um, the man says, um, uh, my name is Nathaniel, but some people just call me Nate. Um, uh, this is Imelda. I I feel like we need to tell you why we why we gave you up all those years ago there was um there was invading uh tribes um but we had done we had done trade with the orcs a couple of times we provided them with potions and we had a good relationship with them but there was goblins they would invade they were attacking they were taking some of us and we were worried about it it looked bleak we um we escaped out of the town and we found the tribe and we asked them to take you to take care of you we knew you'd be safe with them and we tried to find you there are wandering tribes so didn't have much luck how did you end up all the way over here after the burning of the of the original village and couple of the uh, remaining halflings uh, the community one of them had a some family here and heaven's heaven's breath and said that we should all move start up new and we didn't have anything left we um well i made the decision your your mother wanted to keep looking but i i uh, i thought it would be best if we moved on we try to find you maybe later when you were older. I know you can't forgive us. I'm so sorry. You know, I... I don't get angry very easily. But, um... How could you stop looking for me? Hmm? How dare you stop looking for me? And the, the woman says, uh, Imelda says, I'm so sorry, my dear. You have every right to be angry. It was the hardest decision I've ever made, and I regret it every day. And look, we're not expecting anything. We just... Somehow I just knew if you ever needed anything. We, we just wanted... I just want to let you know that we're here. Well, I don't need anything. 
because I have a mother and I have a father. So, I thanks for telling me. Of course. We wish you well, and thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saving mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And Yenny walks away, visibly very, very upset. Yeah, but um, holding it in with barbarian-like rage. All right, with that, um, some goodbyes are said. It's still, uh, the hour has not transpired yet, but it's getting close. Um, they, other thank yous are, are said there. Some people are giving you produce and stuff like that. And it gets to the point where you're like, no, no, we can't take anything else. Um, you still have the (laughs) squirrel and, uh, or not the squirrel. You have the hedgehog and the squirrel, um, uh, with you and, uh, you are ready to go. Oh, Flint, it's, it's good to see you. And uh, you're a good person for staying here and, and, and helping these folks. And uh, I'm sorry for all the punching we did. And it was just, uh, I look forward to seeing you again, even yeah. even if... Uh, Listen, um, yeah, you don't owe me anything. I, in fact, I'm, I have to admit something myself. Yeah. I, uh... I wasn't completely honest with you. No. I I was hunting you. I mean, I was I was looking for you, and I got picked up by these shadowy people in Valentrell. The, these uh, I think they call them purifiers. They. That sounds very ominous. Yeah, and you guys. As soon as he says that, you all remember because you all were actually picked up by them as well. He says, I uh, was taken to their main guy um, in the temple. His name is uh, Narsen Drill. He's a... Narsen Drill. He's a kind of a high-to-do, uh, high cleric of this... Um, I can't remember the name of the... Ch- hey, hey, Melbourne, write down Narsen Drill. And you've heard the name Narsen Drill. Uh, Melbourne, as soon as he says that, you remember that because... Um, uh, uh, Gustavo actually mentioned Narsendrell. He's like, oh, you're not going to get in there and talk to this high priest of Avaros. That's Narsendrell. He's he's this new, kind of the new ruler of the land. The high priest is essentially the 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 head command person. And he says, well, they he met me there and he said, you know, he, he clocked me for a night, but I said, no, no, I'm not, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, well, there's other, there's other knights that, um, that they run into and and I mentioned a few of them and as soon as he mentioned you I, I said oh I know that guy I'm just that's the guy I'm looking for that's all I want and um, he he said well what do you want if you can bring him to me I, I'll, I'll give you whatever you want and I said I just want to go back to the fire plane so I made a deal with him and he was going to send me back if I brought you to him he wants to meet with you he wants to see you for some reason but I was gonna take you there. I wasn't gonna hurt you or anything. I just, I just want to go back home, Iggy. I'm just telling you this because, well, you deserve to know, and I'm sorry. All right, all right. Now I understand. We'll just be careful. You help these folks here. We'll deal with Nars and Drill on his on their terms, and uh, we'll get you back to the fireplane. Don't you worry. All right, fair enough. I'm in no hurry. I guess I've been here long. Been here this long. 
I guess it's not it's not that bad. Oh, you take care, my brother. Uh, so you all say your goodbyes, and you tap on your tattoos, and you <laughs> go back. Uh, you find yourself pulled through the ether and and the lights and and all of these stretchy feelings happening, and you <laughs> emerge back in the Grumble Gate. No one is around. There's actually none of the sorcerers are there. Uh oh. Um, so after some looking around, you make your way up. You make your way up and uh, you find yourselves in the main foyer. And Hello? Hey, hey, and, uh, hey, anybody? We need full containment of this hedgehog right oh, here. Boone. It's very important. Boone. Boone, is, Boone is there. Boone is in the lobby and he turns around. And he's like, oh, hey, guys. <laughs> oh, I went, oh, we were getting a little worried about you. Is everything OK? Oh, look at that cute little hedgehog. It's complicated, but in a moment, this hedgehog's going to turn back into an evil overlord, and we need to do something oh, about it. Oh, uh, well, we do have, uh, I guess, uh, sort of a brig. Um, if you want me, I can... I Let's do that. Yes, okay, yes. so he kind of takes you over uh, up to... Uh, actually, in one of the side rooms, and, and he'll, he goes through, and he leads you through, and it opens up. And he sort of telepath or not telepathically, telekinetically shoots a beam and moves the hedgehog. It sort of floats and uh, goes in right in the middle. And it's just it's just like <laughs> it's just kind of floating in his little little legs. It's very round, little spikes are, and it just kind of yeah, <laughs> and it uh, just kind of plops down on the ground. Uh, and then um, Boone sort of uh, concentrates for a second, and these bars from the side this kind of you know and they they uh create sort of a jail cell uh for all intents and purposes he's like oh is that gonna be enough is he gonna be able to get out of there or like what kind of is there uh, anything to block magic is it got like a yeah yeah anti-magic field oh, or what um maybe uh hmm maybe lucky might have something let me go hey lucky and he kind of floats away and because I don't trust anything, Melvin's going to take out his javelin and just like through the bars with the point, like right at the hedgehog's eye. It's <laughs> like, don't try anything, you bald headed evil person. <laughs> kind of sniffs that thing and Lucky comes back in. Hey, what's the problem? Oh, goodness. Why do we have a hedgehog in a jail cell? That's that's not. Uh... Well, he's uh, he's been polymorphed by some pixies. Right, uh, Boone said something about uh, trying to uh, create anti Yes, darling, an anti-magic field, and I'm afraid time is of the essence, so if you could do that swiftly. When he turns back into what he's going to turn into, are we just worried about him casting a spell? Is that, is that what's happening? Primarily. He yes. has some sort of ability to, to mind control people. Oh my goodness. Um, uh, uh, um, I, I think I got something. Um, it might not be pretty, but I think I might be able to help. Um, so at that moment, he, uh, he, <laughs> he, uh, the, you see the hedgehog kind of shimmer for a second, and the fairies are still floating around you, kind of popping in and out, Theo, and they're like, oh, time to dodge. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Would you like to hear it? Would you like to hear another joke? <laughs> and just right up, just goes away. Hedgehog <laughs> turns into, uh, turns back into the halfling. And and he's like, 
be quiet or this goes through your eye. <laughs> and then, and, <laughs> uh, and he just says, well, now, and all of a sudden this kind of shimmer goes around him and he's like, and you see his mouth moving and it's, and as you back up, you see this round sphere, uh, this translucent, uh, large sphere. Uh, and, and you see Lucky's hand out kind of like, He'll be all right for a little bit. Um, I won't be able to hold this forever, but um, until we can at least bought us a little bit of time. At that moment, uh, Pluon actually kind of turns back. And he's like, Poof, and he's like, oh. is he still oh, in Theo's hand? Wow. Or? <laughs> no, he, he, he just kind of, <laughs> uh, and, oh, hey, and, and uh, Pluon's like, oh, huh. hello. Uh, hi. And he's, oh, hello again. Yeah. Good to see you that. They, I'm glad they were able to find you. I, I'm not sure why they turned you into a squirrel. He's like, oh, it's a long story. I'm real sorry. Um, well, uh, reason I ask is, um, you actually have a visitor. 